Hello, and welcome to a new decade with We Only Look Thin. Yeah. I am Catherine Weigel, and this is my four-year anniversary of turning my life around. Yeah. And uh, with me today is my husband, who has also turned his life around, and his name is... Baby New Year! Oh, jeez. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. It is 20... 20- 20. Who are you? Oh, I'm Donald Weigel. Oh, hi. Hi, and I'm here because I've lost a little over 100 pounds, and I am going to tell you about it. Congratulations. You know, I I lost 100 pounds without the benefit of my wisdom. Uh, without the benefit of your own podcast? <laughs> without the benefit of my own podcast. So now you get to listen. If you listen to only one podcast this decade, make it this one. You're starting out the decade. The decade. I know. With uh, with We Only Look Thin, and we it's really appreciate it. And this is actually our two-year anniversary of doing this that show. That is bananas. Yes. That is so crazy. Like, yeah, this I... week's episode marks the two-year anniversary of uh, doing this show, and we have both maintained our weight loss now for uh, over two years. Congratulations, us. Yeah. Now that we are two years old, do we get to start saying we're two years old instead of like, well, 18 months? Yeah. It's eight, 18 months. Like, yeah. I am not good with babies and like how many months are things. And yeah. at what age do you just start saying Yeah, I don't know when the, when the month thing stops. Yeah, he's 36 months. He's 48 months. I have no <laughs> idea what math is. But even like as a kid, when you're, you know, seven and a half, it's so important to have the half in there oh, to like yeah. boost it up. And oh, yeah. now I'm just like, I, I don't even remember how old I am. Yeah, I just kind of lost I, count. I wanted to be older than everyone when I was that age, and now I don't. Yeah, I actually <laughs> had to ask Google how old I was the other day because I couldn't remember... Uh, how old I was, because I'm old, and yeah, that's the way it is. But, that's what happens. But we have been doing this for two years, and that also means that I have been on this last time journey venture yeah. uh, for four years. I um, January of 2016. I felt terrible and miserable and lost, and I couldn't fit into my pants, and I thought I was going to rip them at work, and... Uh, so that's a fun time for me. Yeah. Uh, but that was four years ago, and now I am not that person. No, uh, but it- and me either. And I, I was at a point in my life uh, where I had just given up, um, and I had decided I was going to just get as big as I got, and I was going to eat whatever I wanted, and I wasn't going to try it all. And uh, then I went into my doctor and got a type 2 diabetes diagnosis, and he said, you know, you're... You're, you've got a very high likelihood of going blind or losing a limb if you don't do something. And so I turned to this uh, beautiful woman to my right and I said, That's what me. do I do? I'm so pretty in the face. So pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the time, I uh, when he started losing weight, I had only lost 20 pounds or so. And I was just, you know, I was no uh, beacon of, of health, but I was fighting for myself and taking it slow. And uh I think it is all fun and games in gaining weight until there are actual health risks yeah. uh, that you realize. Like when I was in my 20s and 30s, it was more of a vanity project uh, up and down the scale. But then I realized that I was just gambling with my own health and my own future. And so I think in this episode, we're going to sort of talk about um, – Actually, we're going to start with uh, with talking about Adele, uh, which isn't like Adele, pow, cow, <laughs> um, but uh, top of Adele <laughs> top, to you, top darling. Top of Adele to you, but it is the new year and it is a new decade, and we're. So- 
And you might be a new listener to our show because, you know, a lot of people in early January, they, they say to themselves, I, this is the year I'm going to do it. I'm, you know, I'm going to resolve to do it. So what can I do? So maybe you're a brand new listener to the show. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you so much. Uh, maybe you've been listening all along. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Or maybe you, you know, used to listen and now it's January and you're like, I better get myself better together. Get so back. I am going to start by listening to We Only Look Thin. And you've made an excellent choice. Yeah. Yes, Congra- let me tell you. congratulations. Uh, so if you're if you fall into one of those three categories, <laughs> <laughs> let's list thirty categories. Let's list thirty. I'm all about inclusion and making sure that many viewpoints points are covered. Um, uh, welcome, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the core habits that we focus on, and um, and how to uh, reestablish. You know, for the new year, maybe you're a little lost. Um, maybe you're just looking for some reinforcement. Maybe you have no idea what to do. We're going to uh, try and point you in the right direction. Or maybe you're just coming out of a uh, fruitcake-filled haze, uh, yeah. like we are for the last uh, two weeks. I think starting early December, we started receiving packages from uh, my siblings, who obviously hate me, uh, <laughs> sending They all- hate you enough to bake goods and send them to all you. manner of bonbon and uh, delicious uh, coconut cakes etc yeah two and of your siblings actually baked things and yeah and sent I, them to you. I think they're kind of mean people but <laughs> i'm not sure that they listen to this podcast so it's okay but uh if you're anything like me you're coming out of a, a sugar-fueled haze of the holidays and uh, are looking to kind of uh, recommit to your goals and recommit to your your healthy habits. I sure know that In I the am cold, stark light of early January. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but where this episode kind of came from was uh, someone in Walt Place, W O L T Place. We uh, only look thin place. Posted an article about how the singer. Adele uh, posted a holiday photo of herself uh, very transformed. Uh, it, it it wasn't a, a weight loss photo per se, but she yeah, was, it was celebrating. Her, her with a Grinch, someone dressed as the Grinch, and uh, then another photo of her uh, with Santa, possibly the actual Santa Claus, because it is Adele. It is. <laughs> She's got connections. Yeah. Um, but... Someone uh, someone had posted, wow, she looks amazing and she's lost weight. And then there was sort of a, a, a Twitter war about whether or not anyone should talk about weight loss and how her body was beautiful before and how it's beautiful now and that no one should ever reference uh, weight loss and body positivity uh, is is diminished by talking about weight, which is a very complicated issue, and it's, we it's are really, not really really hard. And uh, as you can imagine, Catherine and I, who have now talked for 104 episodes about losing weight, uh, are very much in favor of uh, losing weight. But we also, at the same time, don't want anyone to be ashamed of their body. And I spent most of my life being teased and ridiculed about my weight, or doing that thing where I would bring up my own weight so that other people knew I was aware of it and, you know, trying to, in my mind, diffuse that whole situation before it could become, before they could say something out loud or, you know, I could somehow satisfy myself by saying something before they thought about it so that then they would know that I know, you know, that kind of a thing. I played those games my whole adult life. So I'm, I'm very sensitive to it as well. Well, and you know, going back four years when I started uh, this last time journey, 
I didn't know that I was going to lose 100 pounds. I just knew that I felt weak. I felt tired. I was depressed. I was angry. And I was killing myself with food and alcohol. And I didn't want to feel like that. It wasn't about, you know, how pretty my face was or whatever. It was that I was ripping out of my pants and I was depressed and angry and didn't want to feel that anymore. And for me, it was that person, that 250-pound person, who was brave enough to start taking steps to change her life. And I am the benefactor of the hard work of the me of four years ago. And uh, with Adele, I know there is, uh, it, it sounds like she went on sort of a health regimen and maybe did some exercise, which is awesome. But we can feel defeated when we see other people's progress. We can feel judgmental, like, yeah. oh, that's not healthy. They don't love themselves. But I am telling you right now. Or it, it sure would be easy for me to lose weight if I was Adele and I, you know, had had access to personal trainers and chefs and things. And, well, you know, look at Oprah Winfrey, who had, had to, to buy Weight Watchers <laughs> in order to try and lose weight. And I, I still don't think she's been entirely successful. No, but it was it was my self-love and my yearning to feel good in my body that got me to the point where I decided I'd had enough of my excuses and my loopholes to actually start losing weight. And we are asking you today, as you start uh, the new decade and all of the holiday hubbub is behind you, um, to really consider what you're ready to do for 2020 to make this a really, you know, a great start to the new year and the new decade. That being said, we are not uh, expecting perfection because that is uh, a form of procrastination, which we'll also talk about. Yeah, for sure. And And just to go back half a beat, you know, it's not about vanity for me. You know, I am 50 years old now. I am not going to be on the cover of any magazines. I'm not going to be a weight loss, you know, a fitness poster boy in any way. But, you know, there are so many health complications uh, linked to losing weight um, that it became essential for me to do it. And, you know, my blood work was always great until it wasn't. And I used my blood work as an excuse. You know, I was like, well, my blood work's good, so I must be fine. And then it wasn't. Right. Well, and I mean, and that was my thing, too, is that I was always – looking to my blood pressure and my blood work to tell me that I was okay. And I don't think in my 20s and 30s, you know, you've got this hubris as, you know, when you're young that it's just always going to be okay, that you're never going to have to worry about it, that your future self will figure it out somehow. And uh, it's all fun until it's totally not fun. Yeah. And so it's really not about uh, any kind of uh body shaming or body image. Like I certainly want everyone to be comfortable uh, with themselves, but you know, it, in addition to type two diabetes, which can be fatal, um, there's also uh, obesity is linked to heart disease, uh, high blood pressure. There's an increased risk of certain kinds of cancers, uh, increased risk of stroke, gallbladder disease, fatty liver disease, um, sleep apnea, and other breathing problems, and even things that you wouldn't even imagine are related, like arthritis, um, are all part of it. And there's also quality of life issues. Um, 
you know, I used to be exhausted all yeah. the time. Oh my gosh. And, you know, even when I was trying to do something fun, you know, out on vacation, it was like, I can't climb those stairs to see that beautiful view. You know, I, I'm going to be wiped out from that. Like, I just, I can't even make it. And now I can. And I worry a lot less about having to have somebody push me around in a wheelchair in 20 years um, because I let myself, you know, go to heck, so to speak. Well, and and to that end, though, just because we have lost the weight doesn't mean that we're permanently fixed. Uh, about six weeks ago, I injured my knee and haven't been able to get in my steps and have not been able to do the workouts that I had been doing previously. And so... I've slipped back a little bit, I must admit, and um, I am working uh, as the new year hits us, uh, or we hit it, uh, on recommitting myself to my goals, because just because Adele looks great today, or has done her, you know, her fitness Pilates, whatever, doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be in two or three years. We always have to recommit ourselves to our goals and and to our focus because it's so easy to slip back into old habits. Oh yeah, uh, and to old coconut cakes that your brothers send you. So that's a um, great way to transition, darling. It is. Uh, so what uh, what would you say is your number one core habit? So my number one core habit, and this is where it started, was just deciding that I was done feeling sorry for myself and done feeling like I had to wait for the perfect time to get started. And where that led me was to tracking my calories. And I know there are many ways of getting this done and many different plans that people follow. But for me, just deciding that without judgment, I was going to track my calories was the cornerstone habit. And we're going to talk about a lot of other um, habits and mindset items that I think are critical to the process. But for me, just deciding that I was going to track was my my cornerstone. What about you? Yeah, that's also huge for me, um, it, tracking calories. I, I feel very, very lost when I don't, and I feel much more likely to uh, overeat when I don't track. I, I just sort of feel like I'm floating on a sea of food, and wherever the waves take well, me, they take me. And it's so easy to forget what you eat when you don't track. I haven't tracked the last few days. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, no, I had a good dinner. Oh, you know what? I did have that two handfuls of nut mix. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, yeah, that happened. And But you forget because when you just grab something and, you know, as you're passing through the kitchen, it's so easy to just act like it doesn't count. Yeah. And just to let everyone know, the reason she hasn't tracked the last couple of days is it's actually right after Christmas as we record yeah, this. Yeah, we had family in town. <laughs> and so I was using it, it's that. It's still, it's, we are actually recording this in the past. Oh. It's actually still 2019 when we record this, but uh, we knows? won't put it out till 2020. So um, uh, I am confident though, that you will have tracked when this episode I am, comes I am out. tracking today in uh, yes. in Walt Place. We only look in place. We're actually doing a, a day in the life food tracking challenge, uh, which I think is a great way to get jump started. But in terms of if if you're listening to this, which I'm assuming you are, uh, <laughs> we're going to go through a list of uh, of really some key habits that we'd love for you to put in place and and some action you can actually take today uh, to get yourself uh, recommitted to your health goals. I think the biggest thing for me, uh, which to answer your question before, um, besides actually tracking calories, is was adjusting my mindset. Um, I really think this whole thing was probably, you know, 
almost 50% adjusting my mindset. And then the other 50 is actually doing the work. And the, the major, the big thing is, um, knowing and realizing that every habit counts, you know, saying to myself, uh, that I don't have to be somebody who goes to a gym six days a week for two hours. I don't have to cut my calories down to, you know, 800 a day or something like that, but rather slowly over time building up habits and realizing that, you know, if I take a grain of sand and put it on the ground, um, that's not going to seem like much. But if I keep doing that and keep doing that, eventually I have a beach uh, or at least a really good sandcastle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing, too. This all takes self-knowledge, self-reflection and self-awareness. And so much of our life is automatic and we don't even really think about our habits. And I know you're saying like, you know, you had to change your habits, but you have to be aware of what you're doing in order to change it. And so many times still we come up against uh, ourselves and others who say, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I yeah. like, well, I work full time. What am I supposed to do? I've got kids. I feed my family. I like, what am I supposed to do? I What can I change? And I am challenging you right now to really stop being a victim of your circumstance and to truly analyze the role that you play in victimizing yourself. Because I did that for decades. I work too much. If only I didn't have to do this. If only we didn't have kids. If only we, you know, if only I had a, you know, a pressure cooker. If only I could make my own meals. Right. Starting where you are with the tools that you have and then slowly making adjustments from there matters. And for me, I think, you know, as we start a new year and we think like, okay, we've got new New Year's resolutions. I'm going to start a new diet. I'm going to start Weight Watchers. I'm going to start whatever. Going slower and being more practical and realistic is the way to get it done. When we were interviewing, um, if you haven't listened, um, back uh, in the first year that we had the podcast, we were interviewing a woman named Kate who um, had lost 100 pounds and then gained it all back. And she uh, was interviewed on the podcast four or five times and had sort of a very aggressive plan that she was following yeah. that, uh, frankly, Donald and I didn't agree with 100%. Um, but at the yeah. time, I my voice wasn't really strong enough to go like, I think it's unrealistic to well, never there have was sugar this, this again. This part of me was like, you know, she had lost 100 pounds before. So there was a part of me that thought, you know, she must know what she's doing. But, you know, the the diet that works is the one that you can do for the rest of your life. Well, and she came in really hot on her plan. And uh, we actually have an episode called Coming in Hot. Um, we but sure do. when you come in really aggressively and make giant you know, statements, okay, you know what, I'm never going to have sugar again. I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week. I'm going to, you know, do a shake meal shake program. And yeah. Like you, you might be able to keep that up for a week or two weeks or even a few months, but it's, it's really difficult to do that for the rest of your life. And being okay with the struggle and being okay with it not being sexy and exciting and a quick fix, because those, those quick fix, you know, two week plans or, you know, 30 day plans or whatever, they're not sustainable. And what we want for you and what we want for us is a plan that is boring enough and slow enough to be, you know, not full of thrilling highs and chilling lows. We want it to be. Yes. When you think of boring and slow, we want you to think of Catherine and I. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
something is always going to get in your way. We have an episode called 365 Surprises. You're going to come across you know, baked goods sent by uh, menacing relatives. You're going to... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have, um, you know, work outings that aren't expected. You're going to have, you know, cars break down and, um, you know, pipes burst and financial problems are going to come your way. Yeah. And it's just always going to happen. There's never going to be a point where life is going to unroll a, a red carpet for perfection for you. And being okay with that and seeing that as simply part of the process. You're never going to be happy. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like yeah. those shelter in place everything's gonna work out like you know it it just isn't realistic and that's why i quit 50 times before yeah and and you know it is really important to not compare yourself to others um and because uh and i i say this all the time comparison is the thief of joy you have to be where you are and you have to do what you can do we just saw uh Catherine's brother who looked fantastic like maybe yeah you know, the best shape of his life he's, I think. he's quite a bit younger than me but looked you know maybe in the best shape i've ever seen him in and he's always been like big on exercise and then you know, he starts talking about how many push-ups he does every day and how much time he spends in the gym every day. And there's this part of me that just got really jealous because I was like, I will, you know, I will never be in that kind of shape. But I don't have that life. You know, I don't have the ability to be in the, the gym that much or do what he's doing. And so I don't have that problem. Like setting my expectations that high is, it doesn't do me any good, but setting them to where I can be and where I can be comfortable and maintain the weight that where I am right now, that is a realistic expectation, which I can stick to. And um, I, you know, readjusting my goals and not comparing myself to somebody like that is very important in terms of mindset and moving forward. Well, and I think too, in terms of leveling up, you know, my brother saying he can do 300 pushups a day. I think he did say he could do 300 which, a day, which, which I, I, I struggle to do 15. But here's the thing with anything, comparison that you do okay i can't do 300 push-ups could i do a 20 second plank yeah could i do a modified knee push-up yes yes like really deciding what you're ready to do and what you're willing to do today and then doing that consistently for the next month for the next two months like that's where it starts and for me to be jealous of my brother who you know, has been working on this particular lifestyle for a year who has a very different lifestyle than we do. Yeah. Like, I can't be, you know, it's not about jealousy. It's about, okay, well, am I willing to do that? Or am I not willing to do that? Am I willing to spend three hours a day in the gym? No, I'm not. Okay, well, what could I do? Well, I could rebound for 30 minutes. Okay, well, then rebound for 30 minutes. Yeah. Thinking to yourself, 30 minutes rebounding isn't enough. Well, if you're not willing to do more, then you don't have a problem. Yeah. Like, that is a big thing. And, and and if it's more than you're doing now, then it is something, and it'll help. It'll all help. And, you know, one of my things that I have to keep in mind all the time is that this is not an all-or-nothing game. This is not a win-or-go-home scenario. It's not, you know, it's not the NFL playoffs where if you lose, you're done for the year. Like... There is no losing. There's no there's no game over. It's just 
you know, you have to live your life. You can't just stop playing the game like I tried to do until I got my diabetes diagnosis. You know, it's it's a constant, you know, what are your choices? You're either going to do something or you're going to do what? You know, do nothing. Well, and I think we did an episode called There's No I and Quit. And, you know, I'm definitely up on the scale a little bit after the holidays. And I could close my eyes and just go, I guess this is my life now. And I could cry my way up the scale another 95 pounds (laughs) and be like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, how about you just go back? to the habits that serve you. So I'm actually, I know we're, we're talking a lot of theoretical uh, yeah, stuff right now. Yeah, let's get into some practical stuff. But I want to, yeah, I want to get into some some practical things. So first of all, I would love for you, and and this is this is real, this is actually happening, weigh yourself today. Take measurements today. Yeah. Take a full body photo today. Like, don't wait for the perfect time, the f- the perfect place. I'd, I want to be down on the scale more. Take a photo because we did not take photos when we started losing weight. Um, and speaking of my brother, he, my brother is actually working on a project right now and he it's still in the early stages and he's kind of nervous about it. And, you know, I suggested to him, like, start yeah. chronicling that. Start chronicling the, the hard part and the, the part before the success because – right. Now, four years past, like I remember generally how I felt on day one, but I don't remember exactly how I felt on day one. Yeah. I don't have a photo of myself on day one. I don't have the measurements from day one. Do it today. Yeah, Do not I wouldn't delay. let Catherine take any pictures of me until I had already lost like something like 10 or 15 pounds. Well, because you, know? you don't want proof. You know, when when you haven't been successful yet, you don't want to chronicle that. <laughs> like, you, right. you want the Adele photo with the Grinch on New Year's looking great. And but- I think there's always that fear of like, well, I, I'm chronicling something. And then if I fail, then I have a reminder of my failure kind of thing. Well, and here here is the thing, which I, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Failure is feedback. We also did an episode called Failure is Feedback where, okay, it didn't work to do the 21-day fix. What went well from that? What did not go well? What did I learn from it? And what am I willing to do next? Those are really big questions to ask yourself. Yeah. Throw out self-sabotaging food. This is a big one. Make your home safe. Get rid of the banana cake that your brother made you. Get rid of the leftovers. Get rid of the, you know, holiday wines and, you know, wassail juice or whatever it is like not going to save starving children to hold on to that stuff and to eat it it's just going to negatively impact your health Um, you need to get rid of it get rid of everything in your house that is a danger food for you if you cannot control yourself around the chips if you can't control yourself around the cookies get rid of them make your home safe and we've said it before too if you live with other people who aren't on the same page Put the food that is triggering for you away. Keep it in opaque containers. Make it convenient for you to make healthier choices. And just like with an alcoholic, if you were living with an alcoholic, you wouldn't keep bottles of Jack Daniels on the counter. Yeah, It is the same with food. We are dealing with a chronic condition. Even Donald and I still today. Oh, yeah. We are not fixed, but we make it as easy for ourselves as possible to follow healthy habits. It's not an accident. It is on purpose. And getting rid of triggering foods is critical and keeping your, you know, work desk uh, safe, keeping your 
glove compartment safe, keeping your car safe, your home safe. Make it convenient to make convenient choices. Yeah, and that, do not have, you know, treats hidden in all of those places that are easy to grab. Well, and the kids love to, holiday M&Ms. Yeah. What am I to do? I don't want to be a bad mother. <laughs> exactly. So set a goal for purposeful movement every day. I know Gretchen Rubin is actually doing a 20 for 20 uh, challenge where it's to get 20 extra minutes of walking in a day for the year uh, 2020. Whatever you're doing now, how can you level that up? Make it consistent. Not, you know what, each day I'm going to try to walk for five minutes. Make it specific. Each day at 6 a.m. before the kids get up, I'm going to walk to the end of the block and back. Yeah, just saying like I need to walk more doesn't do it. But Uh, But doing what Catherine said and picking a time and a place to do it in and committing to do it and do something that you can consistently do, you know, saying to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym for two hours and you're miserable and you do that a few days, eventually you're going to stop doing it. But you know, a five minute walk probably would be nice during your work day to do. And I know for me, it, it really opened up a whole new world of, of doing exercise that I enjoy. Well, and two, giving something a try. Like Renee in our uh, Walt accountability group, uh, we only look thin, WLT place. Uh, she actually did a boot camp earlier this year. Oh. And it was uh, it was something that she had never done before. She did it. She did not like it. Yeah. And so she stopped doing it. But until you try something, you don't know if it works for you. I've taken a few hit classes. I've worked out with a personal trainer. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't for me. But it maybe, maybe you would, though, if you try it. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're broken if you don't like Pilates. It doesn't mean you're broken if you don't like yoga. It, does, it doesn't mean you're broken if you don't want to run marathons. Finding what works for you and moving purposefully matters. There's got to be something out there that you enjoy. There are YouTube exercise videos to, to try and check out. Uh, there's the rebounder that we've talked about. There are, you know, sports <laughs> organized activities. Well, there's, you know... And Play basketball with some people, throw a Frisbee around, like, you know, anything. Well, and there is also, there's something, uh, maybe this is our product of the week, Google. Oh, yeah, uh, I've if heard you, of that. If you, you know, are, you know, how do I get exercise if I am at home caring for a relative? Yeah. How can I get in purposeful movement if I work all day? How can I get in purposeful movement if I'm on a train two hours a day? There is someone out there who has figured out the solution to the problem that you think you have. Yeah. And it is critical to do a little bit of research because there are people out there making it happen when you are saying that you're a victim to circumstance. Recognize where you are today. If it's winter, if it's summer, if you're in school, if you've got kids, if you're pregnant, if you're a caretaker for someone else, make a commitment to really analyzing. And we had an episode called SWOT, S-W-O-T, our SWOT episode, where you really look at your current strengths, weaknesses, and external opportunities and threats for your goals. Because where you are today, it's not forever. Donald being diagnosed with diabetes the the analysis of his life at that point is very different yeah. than what it is now. Yeah, and I technically don't have it anymore and uh you know have have gotten off of my prescription medicines. So really taking inventory of your current life, your current opportunities, what you can do for free, what you can pay for, doing all of that really matters. And it can change based on the season, based on your workload, and it's okay to 
modify your plan based on what you're currently willing to do. Let go, like Donald said earlier, of what you're not willing to change right now. Yeah. If you're not willing to change your morning McDonald's habit, fine, keep it. But what else can you give up? What else can you modify to fit into your plan? Because it's not the, you know, once a day McBiscuit that ruins your habits. It's also Taco Tuesday and Bagel Friday and, you know, stress eating in the dark at nine o'clock at night because you're overwhelmed by work. Like there are 90 things that you do yeah, to get you to the If you've you're... never counted your calories before, give it a try. Really see where you are because I was shocked at how many calories I was eating every day. I mean, I was somewhere, you know, over 4,000 on an average day once I honestly started tracking. Figure out where you are and then, you know, step back from there. Yeah. And Also, like I said earlier, it's okay for it to suck. It's okay for it to seem foreign. It took me weeks and months to get to the point where tracking my calories felt natural and normal. And really, it only takes a few minutes to do that. Whatever you do, whether you follow Weight Watchers or intuitive eating or whatever you plan on doing, it's going to seem foreign at first until you get the hang of it. And it's okay for it not to feel amazing and glamorous. Also, don't live for the thrill. The first week or two oh, that yeah. you're on a plan, like every January in the past when I would start a weight loss plan, I would be hardcore on it. I would drop five pounds. I would assume that that was going to be my trajectory permanently. Yeah. Okay, if I lose five pounds a week, then I'll be all <laughs> Yeah. In 10 weeks, I will have lost 50 pounds. That's amazing. That is unrealistic and it is not sustainable, and it is okay to go up on the scale while you're going down on the scale. I gained weight probably 20 times in losing 100 pounds, Yeah, and it is okay to fluctuate. Not every week is going to be the same. Um, And furthermore, on your eating plan there, and we did an episode recently, uh, Meal Day Preppers, there are going to be times when you can prepare all your food in advance. There's going to be time when you're getting takeout. It's okay. Just keep consistent with your end goal. It doesn't have to mean the perfect week every week. And just focus on the five pounds at a time that are that right in front of you. You know, if you, like me, had 100 pounds to lose, or maybe you have 150 or 200 pounds, like it can feel impossible and super overwhelming. But you could lose five pounds, right? You well, know, set that as your goal. Well, and I did that the entire time I was losing weight. I've said it before, but we have, um, you know, come across people who have a goal of 100 pounds weight loss. That is something I never considered. I considered five pounds yeah. at a time. And um, I know someone who made a giant declaration on Instagram about losing 118 pounds in the year 2019. And when I saw that sort of like a year ago, Adele sort of thing, like, oh yeah. my God, she's going to lose 118 pounds? Like, <laughs> wow, how am I going to, like, uh, she's yeah, better than I me. I can't, I can't keep up with that. And there are people who want to set audacious goals, and I get that. I get being aspirational. But if you don't have the habits in place to support that goal, it's not going to happen. I can I can control losing five pounds. Five pounds is consistent habits over maybe two months, three months, and that that is realistic to me. And I don't think that losing 118 pounds in one year is even a great idea, even if you could do it. Well, and here's the thing. The person ended up not yeah. doing that and actually gaining some weight. And it's hard to see that 
happened to someone. Yeah. But I remember how I felt when she made that declaration. I felt like less than. I felt like I didn't have my stuff together. Right. I felt like I was a loser, like a not a weight loser, but a loser, <laughs> regular old loser. But so many the, kinds of losers. But in the end, she ended up not hitting that goal. And furthermore, she ended up sort of abandoning her weight loss goals. Yeah. And when you set yourself up for a giant goal like that, like I'm going to lose 118 pounds. What my goal is, my goal is tracking every day. Right. My goal is getting in 17,000 steps a day. My goal is going to bed at 930 at night so that I can get up at 430 in the morning. Right. Like, those are my goals. Did Can I do it? Can I not do it? I think I'd, I'd have to look at my um, my calendar. But aside from our vacation in the summer yeah. and this Christmas break, I've tracked every day. So maybe that's two weeks of not tracking out of 52 weeks. Yeah. That I can control. Right. I can control my tracking. The weight loss or gain is a reflection of my habits. And overeating or eating at a deficit. Right. So for me, that is critical. Saying I want to lose 50 pounds by the wedding, 20 pounds by the reunion, that is not within your control, really. What is in your control is your calories and your movement and your mindset. Those things I can control. I can control, like in 2020, I can control looking for solutions. Yeah. I can control tracking my food. I can control not being a victim of circumstance. And, you know, I I think one of the big things in the last few years that has changed for Donald is that before, you know, when he was first diagnosed, it was like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to feel joy again. I'm never, you know, this sucks and my life is over. And it was really hard as your wife to hear you say that and to be so fatalistic about your future. Well, and and the the happy ending to this is that I am so much happier now than I was before, and it turned out to be almost a blessing in disguise um, because I I not only you know got it together in air quotes and managed to lose the hundred pounds, but now I'm able to work treats into my life on a regular basis yeah. and I don't feel guilty about it. You know, when I was a hundred pounds heavier, I I felt guilty about everything I ate all yeah. the time. And now I eat things guilt free. And I I feel like, oh well, this this is a sugary treat, but I'm tracking the calories. I'm still sticking to my calorie goal for the day and I'm able to enjoy this without all the guilt. And it's been this really sort of eye-opening revelation that you can actually do this without feeling guilty about it all the time. Well, and for us, it's hard to go back and repeat ourselves from episodes that we've done in the past. But the truth is we, even now, two years into the podcast, forget all of the tips and the oh yeah and the insights and the resources that we've talked about in the last two years yeah and I have to constantly remind myself of these things like some things like tracking my calories and getting my steps are just you know what I do now but there are so many other things that you know I have reminders on my calendar I have apps to make sure that I do them you know that I have to 
constantly, you know, remind myself to, to engage in that good habit or else I just forget and fall back into the, you know, 50 years of not doing it. Well, and there are people that we know who, you know, we ask what the end goal is in the weight loss. And some people say, I don't want to think about my weight anymore. I don't want to think about food anymore. Right. And four years after starting this, and being down about 150 pounds total, what I can tell you is I still think about my weight and I think about food all the time. All the time. All the time. It is – I am not – you know, there are people like uh, my mother who hasn't had the same relationship with food that I have. And she, over the holiday break, was like, well, I just don't think about food. Like, I'd – must be nice for her, but yeah. that is not my reality. And yeah, no, it's it's the thing I'm thinking about all the time. Right while, now, what do you think? While about? I'm food, <laughs> while I'm eating, I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat later. Like, and it it sounds like a joke, but sadly, it's true. Well, and there are there are people who perhaps you know have gained a little bit of weight in the last few years or after pregnancy or something, and you're going, oh well, you know, I'd, I'd really like to lose twenty pounds. And then there are people like me and Donald who have had chronic weight issues our entire lives. Yeah. And just being down on the scale 100 pounds does not take that away. And the minute I lose focus on tracking and walking and eating at a deficit, I start gaining. Yeah. And I do it quickly and I do it expertly because I spent 40 <laughs> years doing You're it before. You're so good at it. But You're it's such an true. expert. I mean, last yesterday I was like, oh, I'll just have a handful of this and I'll have a handful of that. And I know that I am paying for those choices. Yeah. And the good news is that with all of this, everything that is in your past is behind you. I know that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Any weight you've put on this year, any weight that you've lost, any mistake that you made or setback that you've had, it is in your past. And we have an opportunity to learn from those mistakes. Every photo is a before photo, whether you've lost 100 pounds or gained 100 pounds. It is a moment in time. And a photo of Adele looking happy with uh, Jim Carrey as the Grinch um, <laughs> is not a is not an indelible mark on it her life. It actually was Jim Carrey dressed as the Grinch. <laughs> um, I want Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Yeah. Um, it is not... That's a very good Adele impression. Thank you. Um. It is not proof that she is fixed forever. It is not proof that her life is perfect. Yeah. It is not proof that she hasn't suffered. It is just a moment in time in her life. We can celebrate her looking happy in a photo. We can celebrate a snapshot. We do not know if she is going to maintain the weight loss. We do not know uh for ourselves, if anything is permanent. Yeah. But what we can do is focus on our guiding hope, which is health into old age. We want to be mobile. Yeah. We want to avoid diabetes and the 20 other, you know, diseases that Donald mentioned earlier. And there is no guarantee. I know people who were, you know, health nuts. Um, who ran marathons, a, a man, uh, one of the vice presidents at my company, ran marathons all the time, dropped out of a heart attack. Yeah. Is that proof that I shouldn't just eat all of the banana cake that my brother sent? No. No. There are people who 
are heavier who live into happy old age and are well, which also isn't proof that I should just eat all the cake that I want. No. What I can do is control the likelihood that I will be happier and healthier. And it's largely a quality of life issue. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I don't want to be miserable in my own skin for the rest of my life. And I really was miserable in my own skin. And I didn't realize how miserable I was, how constantly uncomfortable I was all the time. Well, and we did that episode, the 100 Ways episode, that our lives are better now. And even over Thanksgiving, you know, Donald doesn't snore anymore, which definitely improves our marriage. Yeah. I, I can't remember what day it was, but I ate uh, many more carbs. Maybe it was Christmas Day. I ate all the carbs and I had acid reflux for two days straight. Yeah. And the pain of that, the pain of going back to those old habits right. of like, hey, just enjoy it. It's here. Eat the food. <laughs> yeah. Like it actually has given me a sore throat and it is a, a physical reminder of why eating mindfully and healthily and in moderation matters because we get so lost in just assuming that this is how you feel. Like I remember at 41 years old before I started this, I was like, I guess this is just how it feels to be 40. I guess being exhausted and tired and angry is normal. Right. It is not normal. It is just part of the circumstance of the weight and the way I was treating myself. So we are asking you as you're starting 2020, set some realistic goals for yourself. Put some habits in place that are realistic, but push you a little bit harder. Be okay with the discomfort of change. It is okay to push yourself and not just be complacent and compliant in your normal life. Push yourself a little harder. And if Catherine and I can do it, trust us, you can too, because there was not a couple anywhere that was more sedentary and, and less open to doing this than her and I and... You know, that fact that we now have two years worth of podcasts about losing weight, like five years ago, you know, I would have laughed hysterically if you had told me that that was even a possibility. Seriously, I four years ago had no idea that we would be where we are now. And it hasn't fixed our lives. It hasn't. We still have challenges. That is just the way life is. There's also been some super awesome things that have happened too. Yeah. But being at this lower weight just ensures that we're going to be there for each other into our old age. We're going to be there for our daughter. We're going to be there to help support family members in need because we are taking better care of ourselves. So please work on taking better care of yourself in 2020 because it, it matters and you matter. You do matter. And thank you so much for listening to the show. That really means a lot to us. Um, if you got something out of it, uh, we would really appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a rating. Uh, and um, if you're feeling uh, so obliged, a quick review that really helps get the, get the show out, helps grow the show, helps uh, increase listeners. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, and you can uh, email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions for show topics. Uh, we're always uh, open to suggestion. And you can also find out more about us on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Um, and if you're interested in joining uh, Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, uh, click on the Join Our Support Group link at the top of the page, and you can find out more information about that. 
And um, we have uh, right now, if you sign up, you can sign up for a one-month membership. You get a three-day complimentary trial. And if you sign up for a three-month membership, you get a seven-day complimentary trial. Um, No risk to you. And um, you can read more about it there. And if you have questions about it, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Let us know how you are willing to make some changes in 2020. And if you are super annoyed with the fact that there is no finish line and that it takes slow and sustainable changes to change your life, just remember that Donald and I are (laughs) an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.